they say you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And that's true on a first date with somebody. Here's what you need to know about going on a first date. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting, where we want you to make a great first impression on your first date. Miranda, have you had some first dates recently? It's been a few months since I've had a, a first date for a while. I am trying to psych myself up to get signed up for Plenty of Fish and go on a few more first dates. It's been a few months since I've been on a first date, but gosh, I'd probably say it's probably been since about September, since the last time I went on a first date. Uh, as of recording this episode, probably about seven months, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So it has been a while. Oh, it's been a while. Okay. I'm in a relationship, so I haven't had a first date in a few years. I really like the idea of giving a, the, your, the best impression of yourself on a first date. And I think we're going to talk today about how to do that. It looks like Lifehacker, of course, has some tips. They base their idea of a first date on science. So what do they have to say? They're just pulling a bunch of psychological studies about people and how they feel about meeting people and making first impressions. So there's a lot there, things like making interesting conversation. And they actually suggest, you know, rather than just be like, what do you do for work? They suggest actually asking questions that are considered edgy, right, in our society, like, how do you feel about abortion? And, you know, nobody wants to ask that question on a first date. But I guess if you want to just hop out there and get the conversation going, that's something. Uh, but some of the other things they talked about was making appropriate eye contact, watching your body language, trying not to invade others' personal space. And one of the most interesting things was mimicry. They were saying that studies indicate that when you mimic somebody, they actually like you more. And, and we're not talking about, you know, the obnoxious mimicry, right, that you do as a grade schooler. We're talking about adopting some of the speech patterns or some of the things that other people do because it makes them feel more comfortable with you. I'm not surprised that Lifehacker came up with that idea. I mean, I think that's right out of the pickup artist playbook is mimicry. Uh, I do think that a lot of people pick up on that <laughs> because people who <laughs> hear that advice are more likely to just go overboard with it and be totally, you know, they they think it's the right thing to do and they go too far and your partner is going to pick up on that. So you got to be really careful when you follow some of those pickup artist type uh, advice from first dates. Obviously, great communication involves some of that to an extent. And you want to be you want to show yourself as much of a good communicator as you are. You really want to be as competent as a communicator as you can be on your first date. You just cannot go overboard with something like that. You're not going to get where you want to be in a relationship by by trying all these manipulative tactics that are uh, prescribed by people who claim to be an expert at dating. Let's forget about dating. Dating's one thing. You know, it's great if you want to just date. If you want to build relationships, that's something else. And, the, and there's probably different ways to go about that depending on, you know, what your goals in life and love are. Let's just stick to the idea of creating the best first impression on your first date. 
So being a strong communicator is a part of that, and not going overboard and presenting yourself as a creep is an important part of impressing people on a first date. Definitely, definitely. I love, you know, they're talking about eye contact. And that's one of my favorite subjects, because it's like, how do you find that appropriate line? You don't want to be like a creepy amount of eye contact, but you don't want to completely avoid. And it's kind of hard to find that line as to where you feel comfortable and where the other person feels comfortable. There's a lot going on when you're on a first date. What are some of the things that you can do ahead of time or as you're preparing so that you're a little more comfortable so you don't move into like that creeper territory? In preparing for this episode, I've asked some people what impresses them on a first date. And when you say preparation ahead of time, I think that's probably one of the best things that you can do if, if you're the one planning the date, actually making an effort and, and planning something and being prepared and doing something creative is one of the best ways to make a great impression on a first date. That has worked for me in the past, apparently. So you come out and you're ready to do something interesting and fun that perhaps takes the other person's interests into consideration, but doing something that they probably wouldn't have thought of on their own. I think that's a great way to make a first impression. What can be more boring on a first date than let's go to the movie? Um, Because you don't actually get the chance to talk to each other. Right. And there's nothing wrong with seeing a movie on a first date, but it just has to be combined with something where you get to know each other a little bit more. Right. And one of the things, if I do do a movie on a first date, I actually like to do the movie first. You know, they're like dinner and a movie. I actually like to flip that and do movie then dinner, because then you can talk about the movie while you're at dinner. And that can be a really good way to kind of move into the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I think we talked about asking interesting questions. I think that's that's important, too, when finding conversation on a first date. And in terms of asking questions, too, you want to allow the other person to get a look into your life, but you don't want to go on talking too much about yourself, too. As much as possible, make it about the other person. And also be careful about the whole oversharing situation. <laughs> I know there's a lot of things like you're like, oh my gosh. And that's what's hard about a first date, I think, because you have all of these things going through your head. You know, it's like, am I oversharing? Am I not sharing enough? Am I giving the other person enough time to talk? How was my eye contact? Did I wear the right thing? There's so much going on. And I think trying to find that level of comfort can be difficult. And I think some of the things you can do ahead of time, like thinking about, well, dressing appropriately and neatly. You don't have to be all fancy, but if you can dress appropriately and neatly, you're going to feel more comfortable to begin with. So try and get an idea of what you're doing on your date so that you have already started in a comfortable position. I think doing something that you've already done before helps you with that comfort. You know, there are, there are a lot of dating shows where, you know, people will go out and they'll, you know, they'll say, all right, let's go skydiving for the first time on our first date. There's two ways to look at this, right? There's, well, okay, neither of us is going to be comfortable. So here we are, we're doing something together. It's a great experience. You're better off doing something where you're both in the same level of comfort. So whether you're both comfortable or whether you're both outside of your comfort zone, I think that's a good way to go. I think where you get into danger, you know, dangerous territory is where there's one person who says, you know, I'm an expert skydiver, so uh, you've never done it before. Let me show you how to skydive on our first date. I think that is more dangerous and will lead to some frustrations on the date compared to 
the idea of let's do something we're both comfortable with or let's do something that forces us both out of our comfort zone. Being both out of your comfort zone actually forces you to kind of be on the same team together, and that's a great way to connect on a first date. But you have to be willing to do something that's outside of your comfort zone. (laughs) Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense um, to make sure that you're both at the same level of comfort with whatever activity you're doing. And I think some of the the basic things like having good manners is part of making a good impression on your first date. So, you know, you arrive on time, you're prompt, you're direct and genuine, you, you know, you use your utensils if you're eating, you don't, I mean, you know, a lot of the, you know, and for me, I try not to swear so much because that's not good manners on a first date. <laughs> so I think that practicing good manners is an important part and, and being considerate are, are good things to do on a first date. And, and you can still be who you are and be direct and genuine and still practice good manners. Yeah, you know what? Just be yourself. And if they don't like you for who you are, then just move on. I mean, you you don't have a lot of time to spend with people who don't really understand who we are, don't have any interest in the person who we really are. So I would say don't even if if you're a person who swears a lot, and why are you going to be different on the date? That could really connect with somebody. And if it's the right person, you'll connect with them because of that. There, there's no reason to hide, hide who you are or act different. You should be acting your best self, but that doesn't mean changing you know, your behaviors and who you are in order to fit the other person. Yes, you have to fit the situation if you're I in... Gonna- I was going to say, I probably shouldn't be dropping the F-bomb in a family-friendly restaurant. Yeah, I mean, if other people can hear it, sure. But I mean, say you're at a play or something, you shouldn't be, you know, screaming and jumping up and down. You have to act appropriate for the situation that you're in. That's important. But if you're not the kind of person who would enjoy seeing a play, then why are you doing that on your first date anyway? Now that I know that I can totally swear all the time around you, Harlan, watch out. Oh, I I have no problem with it. You are who you are. And and also, we're not dating. So you don't have to make any kind of impression on me. That's right. (laughs) All right. So what are some of the things that you want to avoid? And, and, you know, we do want to be a genuine, we do want to be ourselves. But we do want to, as you said, present the best version of ourselves. We want to be our best self. When we're making an impression, you know, there's plenty of time to be your not best self later on if the relationship progresses. And they're going to find that out anyway. So so what are some of the things that you should avoid when you're going on your first date? One of the top things is talking about other people, especially an ex, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-husband, ex-wife, anybody who you are no longer in a relationship with. Uh, I think that's a topic that's probably best for later on in a relationship, and you don't want to really deal with that on a first date. It probably brings the conversation down, something that most people don't want to hear. However, that being said, there are always exceptions, and you just never know. But you just have to be sensitive to what the other person is feeling or how they're reacting to what you happen to be talking about. You don't want to make the other person uncomfortable. You don't want to set anybody up for any kind of comparisons even if you feel that, you know, you're talking about your ex in a bad way so that you make your date feel comfortable, what they're really thinking is, all right, so how long before this person starts talking about me that way? You really should watch it and not really approach the topic yourself. If the other person starts bringing it up and it doesn't make you uncomfortable, then yeah, okay, go into that type of 
gripe session if that's what you want to do on your first date. But read the room, see what's going to work, what's going to go over well and what's not. Don't bring something up that is going to be controversial like other relationships on your own because it will make most other people comfortable. I think another thing to be careful of is avoiding things that are going to impair your judgment too far or cause you to lose control and perhaps then not act like your best self. Getting drunk, getting high, there's having a couple drinks and there's getting totally smashed. And I'm, I don't know, maybe you have a different view on this, but I'm not sure getting totally smashed on your first date is the best plan. It's all within reason and all with moderation. Uh, of course, you know, there are social settings that call for drinking and that's fine. And you can do that on a first date. You can do what you want, but just stay in your best frame of mind because you, you don't want anything bad to happen to yourself or to you, to your date partner in any kind of situation. Uh, so it, it's best to just stay within control. And that doesn't mean that you have to abstain from everything entirely, but just be aware of the situation. Yeah. And let's put the phone away. Can we please put the phone away? I mean, I actually, I do actually, when I am out a lot of the time, I will say, hey, I have my phone here on the table. It's mostly if my son needs to reach me. And then I don't actually look at it except for to check on occasion to see if my son has sent me a text or if he's called or something, which has happened in the past. Actually, my son has in the past tried to get a hold of me, tried to call me, and I have not been responsive. And that in turn triggered a chain of events that involved him calling my ex because he was worried. And then my ex tried to get a hold of me and not being able to, and then everybody having a freak out. So I do kind of make that one exception. Where I'm like, hey, I've got the phone for my son, but you know, constantly looking at it, checking Facebook, taking a bunch of selfies, uh, texting your best friend to give your best friend updates on how the date is going. Probably not the thing you should be doing on your first date. No, I think the most important thing and the thing that'll be most impressive, especially today, is if you are able to be completely present and not distracted by other things going around you, especially your phone. We are all so programmed to look at our phone every few minutes, at least because it's it's something interesting and phones are designed, smartphones are designed to be looked at almost constantly, even though they lose their battery when they are. Battery runs out. But other than that, they're designed to be used constantly. And there are, you know, all these notifications and things that we get are there because the developers know that that's how they make money. It is impressive when you can put that away for a long period of time and actually be present in a conversation at, at an event, at, at a dinner, on your first date, and show your partner that they have your complete attention throughout the entire evening. And that is a great way to make a great first impression. Oh, yeah, for sure. So now we do have to talk about sex. Is that something that we do on the first date? Or is it something that it's kind of a play by play? Like, do you figure it out? Do you wait and see how you feel about things? I wouldn't know. I've never had sex on a first date. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. But maybe you can enlighten us. Yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with having sex whenever two people are ready and willing to have sex. And if that's on a first date, then fine. I, I don't see any problem with it. It's with anything. Anything carries some risk. And in this case, as long as you're having safe sex, it's mostly an emotional risk. Sex might mean something different to you than it means to someone else. 
sometimes part of the the fun part of having a date, whether it's a first date or any date, is just kind of jumping into things. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. So I'm going to say if two people are both ready and willing to have sex on a first date, and there's no reason that they shouldn't be, who are we to tell them not to? I think two adults can do whatever they like. It helps for you as a person, listener, to weigh the pros and cons at least a little bit, but part of going on a date with the new person is exploring and having some fun and finding out what their limits are and what your limits are, and sometimes that's going to involve sex. I I don't see any problem as long as everybody's safe and informed and no one's incapacitated and everybody's on the same page. And of course, everything is legal, too. Yeah, I like that. That's why we're happy you here, Harlan, (laughs) because just like we talked about in our episode on drinking, (laughs) (laughs) I have so many experiences that I'm so far behind on. Let's talk about following up a little bit. One of the things that kind of bothers me is this idea of playing coy, you know, and it's like, well, you know, I don't want to follow up too quickly. I don't want to text them too quickly. And what are the rules of waiting to call or, you know, asking if we can go out again? I just figure if you have a nice time, you ask if you can go out again and get rid of these rules. I mean, I I think that especially once you're out of high school and once you're an adult and once you're moving forward, I, I just don't think that you have time to waste on playing games. Yeah, 100%. Don't wait. I mean, if you had a really good time, let the other person know. It doesn't make you desperate to want to see them again. It makes you really interested. And I think the right person is going to see that and they'll understand, you know, if they're interested too, then they're going to make that happen. You know, the reality is in every relationship, there tends to be one person who's more interested than the other person. Don't be afraid to be that interested party, because if they're not interested, at least you'll find out sooner, and you don't have to play any games, and you could move on and have another great first date with somebody else. I think uh, we're adults now, so we don't have to play this, play this game like we're kids. Another thing that you have to also deal with in our modern world is, when do you friend each other on Facebook? <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's like the thorny question, right? I mean... I've actually had somebody that I was interacting with on OkCupid back when I was doing that. I've never met him in person still, but he asked if he could friend me on Facebook. So I went ahead and said, sure, we'd exchange some messages and he's, you know, fairly non-creepy. So I was like, all right. (laughs) I think that's something that you kind of have to approach the end of your date or try and figure out if you want to see them again. Do you friend each other on Facebook? How much do you want to invite this person into your life? Because, you know, anymore, right, a lot of us live our lives and and put a lot out there. Social media, especially Facebook, is a dangerous topic. If you go on this date and you didn't lie about anything and you presented your true self, how is it going to be different than however you present yourself on Facebook? So there really, theoretically, there shouldn't be any issues If you did everything right on your date, they're not going to find out some super secret about you on Facebook. But let's get down to what the reality is. We all know that after a date or even before a date, someone will, you'll stalk your potential partner on social media, try to find out what you can, look for any pictures, of course, and maybe they'll do all that already. As long as you're not hiding anything, I don't see why... You know, there's any reason to delay inviting someone into that part of your life. It's just that everybody kind of has a different approach to how they portray themselves on Facebook. 
if you portray yourself the same way on Facebook that you portray yourself on the date, it's not going to be an issue. If you're hiding anything, perhaps if you're dating other people, you're going to be a little less inclined to welcome a new friend on Facebook who is someone you're seeing. But you've got to just be honest with yourself and with your partners, and it really shouldn't be an issue if you are. And the next thing you got to think about is what if this date doesn't work out, right? You're on this first date. Most first dates are not going to turn into a grand romance. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that the way we handle the situation is very important. And I think being polite, thanking the person for a nice evening, and expressing some gratitude for the situation, even if it's not working out, I think is important. Yeah, sure. And not stalking the partner if they say that they're not interested. I think that's important. You don't want to go overboard. You know, the, what, the problem you run into is one person might feel that we're made for each other and everything was really well and you want another date, while the other person is just not interested. And you have to recognize it and accept it and just move on because there are going to be other opportunities out there. And the sooner you open yourself up to other opportunities, the more open you'll be to a better match in the future, regardless of what you thought. You, you both have to be on the same page. And if you're not, you just have to move on. Yeah, and I think part of this is is trying to change your mindset so that you don't feel like it's a rejection of you personally. It just didn't work out. Sometimes these things, you know, sometimes the chemistry just isn't there. And sometimes the interest just isn't there. And I think a lot of the time, too, we feel like we're entitled to something. We're entitled to something. We feel like the other person owes us something because we went on this date with them and we kind of need to get out of that sort of mindset in order to have healthy relationships moving forward and also to avoid getting caught in this trap of feeling like constant rejection is a problem you're not being rejected usually it just it just didn't work out or it just wasn't the same kind of level of match for everybody yeah and i think that's important to remember because being able to accept what you feel is rejection is such an important piece of being an adult, really, because everybody faces rejection. I know that it can be difficult when you feel that you're just getting rejection after rejection after rejection. And I know that we're always saying that, you know, the rejection is more about the other person than it is about you. But it's impossible to feel that that's true when you're constantly being rejected. So I get that. And a lot of the times we do have to look at ourselves and figure out, well, what am I doing wrong on these dates so that I'm being rejected? And a lot of it comes down to just having the wrong dates to start with. We're looking for the wrong people. It's not necessarily about us, even though it feels that way after getting so many rejections. But you do have to set yourself up for the right kind of situations where it is less likely for you to be rejected. And I think that's all part of figuring out who could be the right person for you. And that might be the right person to just date for a while or the right person for a relationship, whatever. Figure out what it is and go through with it and figure out if you need to make any changes, not necessarily in yourself or who you are, but just in your approach, just so that you can find what's going to be successful for you. A lot of the time we kind of try and force situations. <laughs> for a long time now, I've looked at like, well, who I am and you know what kind of people interest me and what kind of people I want to hang out with. And 
But when you're younger, when you're in high school or sometimes, you know, your first few years of college, right, you have that dreamy person, right? The dreamy person that you just kind of try and force things with, even though you know that you're not that interested in the same things they are, and you probably aren't going to have a good time with them. But you know, hey, they're so hot. But I think what you're talking about, it's being comfortable with yourself and understanding yourself, and then looking for situations that are more likely to succeed rather than trying to force something that probably won't. The fun thing about first dates is you can you can go on a lot of them. Doing that, going on as many as possible, really helps you figure out who you are and who you're looking for. Just getting those experiences, almost to the point where you're inviting rejection. Like you see rejection as something positive because it because you learn something about yourself. And if you approach it that way, you will suddenly see first dates as opportunities instead of stressful events where you have to kind of put your best self forward and there's so much effort involved in it. You know what? Just just have some fun with it and use them as an opportunity to get rejected by as many people as possible because you really figure things out when you approach it that way. I'm totally fired up now. <laughs> Let's <laughs> cool. do this. Yeah. No, yeah. Um- <laughs> I can't wait for your next article on dating. I'm looking forward to it. So to get to it, I want to see it. it. But yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good way to look at it. And I think a lot of the time we put undue pressure on ourselves to say, okay, this first, this could be the one. And that kind of pressure does not help anybody have a good time on any level. Looking at it from that viewpoint of, okay, what am I going to learn about myself? What can I learn about somebody else? And what can I take from this moving forward, I think is a really good way to look at things. Yeah, absolutely. So now we're fired up, right? We're ready to go get rejected as much as humanly possible. What are some of the do nows that we can do to take that first step and get into the mindset where we're ready to have a few more first dates? Well, I think the first thing is to put out the word and there's... (laughs) Yes, you know, put that, the word out. Put out the word, let people know. And one of the keys to that is telling your friends. So if they have any suggestions of people who might be out, like, out of reach in your social circle, someone that they know that you don't know, or someone who you haven't thought of, just try that along those same lines as you're getting the word out. Another way to get the word out is to set up an online dating profile. It's something you know, people people are absolutely having lots of success meeting people online through dating services and so forth. So absolutely set something up. You can read the article that Miranda published about OkCupid. That's a great way to start. You know, eHarmony is another option that I've had some friends with personal success with. Uh, I know that Plenty of Fish, as you said, Miranda, is your next stop. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you have to say about your dating experiences from that. But again, you know, every site has its own kind of personality. You got to find the one that's right for you. Maybe it's J-Date. Maybe it's uh, Christian Mingle. Maybe it's uh, the one for farmers. There's like a farmer's dating site. You know, farmer's own is something that I'm also looking into as well since I live, I mean, I live in in a town, but it's a very, I live in a very rural state. So I was like, huh, that might be kind of fun. Yeah, you've definitely got to try that. And you've got to write something up about it because I want to read that. <laughs> okay. I want to read about the farmers. Okay, moving on. The next thing you need to do is make sure you are comfortable with yourself. If you aren't comfortable with yourself, you're going to be awkward no matter who you go out with. So take some time. We have some episodes about getting to know yourself and becoming comfortable with yourself. And once you're comfortable with yourself, then you are going to be more relaxed and more able to make a good first impression on your date. 
don't take it too seriously. I mean, a first date is is nothing more than just going out with somebody. That's all it is. The more comfortable you are, or like we said before, if you want to do something crazy and put you and your partner, you and your date into an uncomfortable situation and, and see how you bond together, I think that's fine too. But don't take it too seriously and don't worry so much about it. Yes, putting in the effort is important because it creates a great experience and you do want to be memorable and you want you want to do something that is going to be good. Talking about that, I think we didn't mention this. We kind of touched on it. It was this whole idea of peak experiences. When you do something that is just so emotionally moving with a partner, you immediately create a bond. So the more you can create situations like that, create a peak experience, or at least plan something so that there's a potential for it. And a peak experience could mean different things to different people. So you really have to think about that. But if you go into that with that kind of mindset, you're absolutely more likely to make a good connection and potentially take this date a lot further than you'd expect to on on any other first date. Understand yourself, be comfortable, and look for opportunities to make something a peak experience on your date. And finally, you know, do a little recon in your town. Look for good places to meet for a first date. If you want to do a restaurant, it should be mid-priced and casual. It doesn't matter who's paying. And when you buy, and then when you go and you're ordering something at the restaurant, no matter who's paying, it should be also mid-priced. But yeah, look for good places to meet for a first date. Do you have a nice park in your town? Is there some sort of festival happening or some sort of free concert or some sort of play or whatever? But try and, and do a little recon in your town to get an idea of what there is available so that when you are making plans for your first date, you're already ready to go with some ideas. A big key to this is making sure that your partner feels safe especially if you've never met them before, say it's a blind date or someone that you met online, you want them to not be scared to meet you. So make sure that it's a public place, first of all, and you know it's not late at night. It's when people are out and active, and there is generally no anxiety about you know what's going to happen if I'm left alone with this person that I've never met before uh, or I've only talked to online. That feeling of comfort and safety is an essential piece of setting up that first date, especially if it is with somebody that you've never met before or even never you know have met but have never been alone with before. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, we have a listener question. <laughs> it's, I agreed to go out with a guy I met online and now I'm having second thoughts. He seems a little creepy in his messages and now I don't want to meet him for the movie we selected. What do I do? You can back out at any time. I mean, oh yeah, it, definitely. Yeah, that's, I, I think the bottom line is you are not obligated to go on a date, even if you already agreed to go on a date. You can say, no, turns out I have other plans. Or you can say, no, turns out I am not interested. You can say whatever you want, and it's okay. It is it is absolutely 100% fine for you to back out. If you don't want to back out, really, you just want to take things a little slower, then say that too. You can say, listen, I want to kind of get to know you first a little bit more on the phone before we meet in person, or I'm just not comfortable with you yet to meet for a movie. Maybe there's another option. Maybe you'd rather meet for lunch at a cafe. You'll feel more comfortable. 
or maybe you just want to put this off for more time, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if your potential first date doesn't accept that, then they can move on and that is it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that's a really good point about finding something else to do. If, uh, you know, they talk about not wanting to meet specifically for the movie, because, you know, now you're now you're kind of you're, you're trapped in a dark room with them for the next two hours. And so I like this idea of, you know, maybe suggesting lunch or something. But anytime you feel a little creeped out, or if you have that icky feeling, then yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, something's come up or, hey, I've changed my mind. I'm really just not interested. And, you know, it's kind of a pain and there will be people who will come back at you and call you terrible names for it. But at the same time, well, um, that just shows that you made the right decision. <laughs> exactly. You, you made the right choice. If somebody's going to come back and call you terrible names because you didn't follow through with this date that they think you're obligated to do, well, then that's your answer right there. <laughs> this is not a person you want to meet in person anyway. There's so many people out there that it's not worth wasting your time on people who don't respect you. And that that really is the key to all of this is, is respect. Even before they know you, they have to respect you. And if, if you say no, they have to respect that. If you say, listen, I'm not comfortable, they have to respect that. If they don't, then they've got their problems and you need to move on. Yeah, definitely. So what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on going on a first date? Do you have a first date story you want to share with us? Join us in the adulting Facebook community. So go ahead, find us on Facebook and join us in the community. Share your your story about going on a first date and share your tips. And if you have any questions or if you're looking for moral support, go ahead and join us in the Facebook community. We've got some listeners who are willing to help out with any situation that you are in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and uh, we can give you an address. It's adulting.tv slash iTunes. That's perfect. And if you want some resources about today's episodes, go to adulting.tv slash A71. That is this episode number. We would love to see you on the site. Uh, ask us questions. We would really appreciate that. We'd be able to answer them uh, in another podcast, in a video, especially with our new upcoming video series called Help, which we're going to launch very shortly, if we haven't launched it already. Absolutely let us know what you would like to hear on our show. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.tv